Welcome to another episode of Quarter for the Payphone. I'm your host, Manny, and with me I have Jess Jessalodian. That was the best intro you've ever done. I'm not going to lie. I heard that somewhere, and I just put your name in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think at Disney Channel or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cartoon Network? Um, You know what? TBS. (laughs) (laughs) It was the USA Network. (laughs) Do you remember when USA Network had cartoons? Uh, It comes to mind now that you say that. There was a cartoon that I used to watch called Dinosaucers, and it was pretty much like Transformers, but it was dinosaurs. Like, they didn't transform. There were good dinosaurs and bad dinosaurs, and it was Dinosaucers. And they were what? from outer space. Okay, like, I was going to yeah. ask where the saucers part came in. Yeah. Um, didn't they have a cartoon though that was supposed to be about like superheroes when that like lived together? Maybe I'm making that up. Are you talking about? Is this the USA Network? I thought so, but we maybe should not. we should do an episode on the cartoon days of USA, USA. Network. <laughs> yeah, because there was like a Flintstone kid show. I think on what? USA Today. Yeah. And I think they used to play Denver the Last Dinosaur. Do you remember Denver the Last Dinosaur? Or is that just me? I think... I... No. Okay. I, I know I'm 50, old. but I can't... Yeah, I don't think I was yeah. old enough for that. Do you know what? <laughs> Alex, who all our listeners know as our social media manager, <laughs> um, she told me yesterday... Well, first she asked me, do you know what your music reminds me of? And your I music. And I said, like a 40-year-old man. And she said... Well, yeah, I guess so. I was going to say John Cusack's character on High Fidelity. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. It's fine. Um, did you do anything cool this week? Um, so, this year I've been watching some of the classic movies that, I, that everyone else has seen, but I haven't. Like, mm-hmm. I saw Jaws semi-recently. For the first time? Yeah. What do you think? Great. It's Jaws. Like, yeah. It was good. Um, but... This last week, I watched Top Gun for the first time. Top Gun's great. Oh, so good. It's really good. So good. I don't know how I feel about the sequel. Is it? there? I didn't know there was one. Yeah, they're doing a sequel with Tom oh, Cruise. Oh, they're doing one. Yeah, yeah, they're filming it with Miles Teller, Tom Cruise, and Val Kilmer. And apparently, Goose comes back to life as a Transformer zombie and starts <laughs> just taking out the Top Guns. Oh, so. As a dino saucer? As a dino saucer, yep. That oh, is correct. Okay. Yep. Huh. That's whoever was smoking and making that script. I'll pay to see that. Is okay. So, are Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer like high up then at this point? Yeah, the like Force? they're the trainers, from what no, I understand. Maybe right. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and also, so then Miles Teller, I think, is supposed to be Goose's son. That makes sense. He kind of looks like the guy that played Goose. Why did Goose have to die? I know. Legitimately, though, that could have the movie could have gone on without Goose dying. Yeah, that's true. That didn't need to happen. Although I guess then Tom Cruise wouldn't have questioned everything and left, and then come back. Yeah, so I guess that's what we need. I'll tell you this thing: like I've been in a few jets before, and I won't eject after that scene. <laughs> like the plane is going down. I'm like, no, I've seen what happened to Goose. It's fine. I'm I'd staying rather, in the plane. I'd rather see how this plays out. Or it happens to me, but I'm just like, ow, that hurts. That doesn't kill you. That's just smart. <laughs> Speaking of Goose, yeah, uh, I watched Captain Marvel this weekend with my girlfriend. Okay. There is a character in there. There's a cat called Goose. 
everybody loves the cat. Like the okay. cat still show. I'm not a cat person, as you know. Like I don't right. hate cats. I'm just not a cat person. So every time Goose was on the screen, you could hear like the two people in the theater were going <laughs> Goose. I really like that name for a cat, though. Yeah, you. I think you would like. I know you're marveled out. Mm. Captain Marvel set in the '90s. So it's like a tribute to the 90s. It's a prequel. And the de-aging for Samuel L. Jackson is excellent. Like, they did a really good job. I give it a 7 out of 10. How how I felt with Doctor Strange. Literally every movie you've seen in your life. No. 7 out of 10. No. (laughs) Um, Like, The Matrix is a 20 out of 10. Oh, okay. Okay. uh, No, I did have some gripes with it. It was um, a little all over the place. Like, I didn't have any attachment to it like dr strange i was like mm, yeah it was good like mm-hmm. marvel knows how to make a movie at this point i'm mm-hmm. just really marveled out I'm, yeah, I'm, gotcha. I'm getting there i know you've been there but i'm here's the deal yo um everyone talks about the aging and de-aging in marvel movies mm-hmm. no no one talks about saving private ryan who was de-aged oh what the... at the end where like suddenly he's an old man that's is that, but is that considered de-aging or morphing? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Transitioning. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, But that that is a good point. I think with this movie, they finally got it right. Because I was, I was listening to another podcast and they were saying how de-aging is pretty much like a facelift for the computer. Like mm-hmm. it takes a long time mm-hmm. and yeah. they're just pulling back on like the skin on the screen that sounded weird hostile but yeah that makes sense yeah so uh yeah and watch captain marvel um i also came up with a new category for like i guess it's hard to explain um i've been doing this thing with my girlfriend lately um just to test out the waters to see like if this would work in the world it's called cringe rap (laughs) okay so I'm not going to do it on the podcast, but a beat, just a random beat will come on and I will just rap what is on my mind and not try to make it rhyme to see how, like okay. how long my girlfriend can stand there and take it. So it's like the try not to laugh challenge. kind yeah, of. Yeah. But there with. are days where <laughs> it, like she'll laugh and there are days where she kind of looks at me and smiles and I can see that twinkle like just in her eye going why am i with this guy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the other day i was doing a cringe rap for a good (laughs) minute and what she decided to do was just call her sister-in-law and just leave the phone like not say anything just have the phone on yeah that was great so i owed an apology to her sister-in-law the other day it's like whatever you heard like that came out of my mouth that doesn't represent me That's just a cringe rap. That was not the best version of myself. No. I didn't say anything offensive. It was just like, pizza stuff all around. Get it away from my butt. That's how the song (laughs) ends. But that's part of cringe rap. I'm going to make this thing big. I like it. Okay. So um, maybe down the road, but I'm throwing this out there right now. I'm challenging you to a cringe rap on the podcast. What's your rap name? Um, I used to have a good rap name. Sleazy man. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Um, my friend. Wheezy ha- man. Wheezy man. Because you have asthma. 
<laughs> he's having trouble breathing. It's not. That's not the record. He's not beatboxing. Yeah. Uh, my friend had a DJ name, which was DJ Seaweed. <laughs> That's perfect. I wanted uh, maybe Little Skittles. Little name. Skittles. Little Skittles. Is that? Could you use that though? Because it's trademarked. I will like I'll spell it differently. I mean, I'll spell it with a C. Okay. But maybe that still no that does Siddle, people would think it's siddles siddles little siddles. <laughs> I think we have a rap name, yeah. buddy. Cringe, cringe rap name, little siddles. <laughs> Sorry if you if the listeners can hear like this metal rubbing. It's me holding the microphone, and it sounds like it just sounds like it's going. So Jess, what did you pick this topic again? Or were we talking about it and we're like, we should talk about this movie? I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah we were talking about it and then decided, ooh. Yeah, because nobody talks about this movie. No. It's so underappreciated. It is. It's either – I've never heard anybody say they hate hate this movie. Like, I, I've never had a conversation with somebody I hated it. It's either it's good or it's great. I've never heard anyone talk about it, though. I used to quote it all the time in high school. Um, I saw it once with a friend and we knew it like word for word because it has memorable lines. And I just kind of slurred that. Sorry. Memorable lines. The movie we're going to be talking about today is... Master Ryman. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jess. (sighs) Mystery Men. Um, Movie came out in 1999, summer of 1999. Uh, what a good time to be alive. That, I, I think that's the only movie I saw that summer was Mystery came, Man. What else came out that summer? The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh. That was 99. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, The Matrix came out in 99, which oh. I was going to suggest we... I mean, it's going to be 20 years old here, just like this movie. So we should do a Matrix episode. Just the first one. The yeah. The ones... Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. Really, they're not necessary at all. Um, but Mystery Men, uh, oh, Deep Blue Sea, because that's the story I want to tell, came out in 99, oh. too. So I saw Mystery Men because my friend Dan Rogers, <laughs> we were like high school buddies. We went to go watch Deep Blue Sea, and Dan was a little older. And he goes, Well, maybe we should go watch Mystery Men because if our parents find out we watched a rated R film, they're going to kill us. So we just wound up going to go see Mystery Men. Rebels! Yeah. So we saw Mystery Men, and it changed my, like, world forever. That's the movie that that kicked me onto the Ben Stiller sort of... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm a huge Ben Stiller fan, and that movie got me, like, really into Ben Stiller and his movies. And then Zoolander came out, and I was just like, this guy can do no wrong. I feel like that's also very, like, peak Ben Stiller comedy. Yeah. Like, the character that he plays Mm -hmm. is, that's the type of... Because it's it's a little bit in Something something About Mary. Like, it was a year before, right? I think it was 98. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, But, yeah, no, that's the type of... Like, that's what people... Anytime someone does an impression of him, it's that. Yeah. I love Ben Stiller. Uh, but Mystery Men, uh, all-star cast. Like, it's a crazy cast, mm-hmm. like, in this movie. So I'm going to name off the cast and we can talk about the plot. Uh, ben Stiller, William H. Macy, 
Hank Azaria. If you guys don't know who Hank Azaria is, he is the voice. He does a lot of voices for um, Simpsons. Uh, the Simpsons, like Mo, Chief Wiggum, Apu, which they're retiring Apu, I heard. Oh, yeah, I think that's um, true. Yeah, uh, Janine Garofalo. I should say who the characters are, right? Sure, yeah, who okay. they play. <laughs> yeah, so Ben Stiller is Mr. Furious. Uh, William H. Macy is the shoveler. Hank Azaria is the blue Raja. Uh, Janine Garofalo is the bowler. Paul Rubens plays the spleen. For y- who for y'all who don't know who Paul Rubens is, that's Pee Wee. And he's pretty good in that. I'm sorry, like... In Mystery Men? In Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Uh, Kel Mitchell um, from Keenan and Kel. Oh, here you go. Uh, <laughs> plays the invisible boy. Uh, Wes Studi, study, uh, Studi is the Sphinx, which I've only seen him in one movie, which I think was uh, Deep Rising. What is that? It's this movie. It's, I think it's supposed to be a comedy. It's this dark action comedy movie about a Kraken that takes over what? yeah takes over a uh uh cruise liner as a heist is going down oh and the kraken's like i'm the captain of the yeah. ship <laughs> and it's just killing people left and right but um the guy who directed that was the same guy who directed uh the mummy oh and uh benny is actually from the money who's he's in that movie too oh all right um jeffrey rush Academy oh, Award winning Jeffrey okay. Rush as Cas- Casanova Frankenstein. Eddie Izzard, who I didn't know at the time when I watched this movie, but uh, was uh, Tony P. You know who Eddie Izzard is. Yeah, right? it was, okay, was Dressed to Kill before or after? I think bef- before. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. I think he's great in, in anything he does. Like, he can go from serious to funny. I used to watch Dressed to Kill all the time when I was little. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's definitely before then. Well, I don't know, because I also would have been pretty young when Mystery Men came out. <laughs> you're, you're right. I, like, I was picturing you, like, one watching Just Watching Kill. You're, like, you're whining it. Your parents are like, Jess is... Because I cackled like a witch when I was a baby, apparently. Hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, who else is in this movie? Um, Greg Kinnear as Lance Hunt, Captain Amazing. Claire Forlone. Am I saying that right? She's Forlone. Uh, I had the biggest crush on her, by the mm, way. She's. And when I found out she was British, like, I was like, I love you. I never met her. She's married, by the way. So, like, I just found that out today. My world's. Right. Little... That's what would keep you from dating her is that she's married. Yeah. Because um, what are you what are you implying? Just that she's a very famous person who. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't cross that line. Uh, phone number is 208. <laughs> um, Tom Waits uh, is in this. Do you know who Tom Waits is? He played Dr. Heller. He yeah, the, I know who he is in the he's movie. A, he's a musician. Okay, yeah, that's what um, I thought, but I wouldn't know really. And Ricky Jay as uh, Victor Weems, Captain Amazing's publicist. Oh. And I remind me about him because uh, there is a line in the movie that's very clever um, okay. that he says. Uh so Mystery Men is about a group of, do you want to say misfit superheroes? Yes. Do, are, should, They're like lesser superheroes. Yeah. They they have like weird, strange abilities and they fight crime in Champion City, who is home to the world's number one superhero, who is Captain Amazing, played by uh, Greg Kinnear, 
who also has an alter ego called, sorry, this is too funny, Lance Hunt. Um, so the plot of the movie is that the mystery men uh, start out with uh, Mr. Furious, Ben Stiller, The Shoveler, William H. Macy, and the Blue Raja um, fighting crime at a nursing home, uh, trying to protect him from the gang called the Red Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little fun fact about that scene. When the nursing home is i heard this on the commentary i tried to watch the commentary um when we talked uh-huh. C- couldn't happen um but i was going off from memory from when i watched it a long time ago that um when the nursing home is being robbed by the red eye gang uh when the main villain well the main villain of the red eyes the captain whoever kicks the speaker you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about off the stage and mm-hmm. the glass cracks he broke an actual movie camera that's the <gasps> camera breaking oh. yeah so they just used that shot for the movie hmm. and those cameras are like thirty thousand dollars yeah yikes yeah i own one i don't um so uh the mystery men uh obviously aren't good at their job so as they're trying to stop the red eyes uh captain amazing shows up to save the day and uh something happens from here oh the when, when he saves the day, he runs into the mystery men mm. and is like, oh, hey, you guys are superheroes too. And they're like, yeah, you know, we fight crime, justice, things like that. Uh, the Captain Amazing, and this is the part I was trying to get to about Victor names, right, plays Captain Amazing's publicist. As they're uh, driving away, Victor tells him he lost. Oh, and Captain Amazing is covered in these, like, endorsement deals. Yeah, it's this world where... Captain Amazing is a celebrity. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, like, endorsed, and he has fans. He has, like, Pepsi logos. So he loses his Pepsi logo, he finds out, or his sponsor. Yeah. And uh, his publicist tells him this, and um, as he's talking to uh, his publicist, his publicist makes a comment saying that he's a publicist, not a magician. Ricky Jay is really a magician. Like, I always knew that as a kid because I would see him in things. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And I always thought it was weird because he, one of my favorite movies uh, growing up was Tomorrow Never Dies, and he's in that, and I always thought it was weird that Ricky Jay was <laughs> like, in. Ricky Jay, what are you doing here? Is he going to be the next James Bond? That'd be so cool. Now you see him. Now He should have been the villain. I'm going to make the world disappear. <laughs> oh, idiot. Why would you do that? Um, Jess, can you take it away for a little bit? Sorry, I just lost my place well so essentially then um captain amazing is kidnapped by casanova frankenstein Frankenstein. um but basically uh so casanova frankenstein is in prison at this at the beginning of the movie captain amazing slash lance hunt um is on the parole board board and convinces everyone that they should let Casanova be free. But the whole shtick is that Captain Amazing is basically bored because he's, like, saved everything that he can. Yeah, he's too good at his job. Right. And so he shows up, yeah, as Lance as Lance Hunt. With glasses. Yeah, he's pretty much Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, but there's a joke in the movie that's so great where uh, William H. Macy is talking about how they need a publicist. And he's just like, well... 
if we had a benefactor like Lance Hunt and Mr. Furious is like, no, he is Lance Hunt. Yeah. They're the same guy. He takes his glasses off and transforms somehow. Yes. And no one believes him. Yeah. They're like, will you stop with that again? Because yeah. There, yeah, there's a line in the movie where the shoveler and uh, Captain Amazing meet. And he's mm-hmm. just like, do you know Lance Hunt? He's like, that's me. Mm-hmm. And like you could just see the look on his face. He's like, I'm just kidding. Uh, I always wanted to do that. It's it's not me. Right. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Gosh. See, I'm gonna watch this movie again people, when we're done. People are sleeping on Mystery Men. Yeah, it's so good. We'll we'll short. I'll, we'll shorten this plot up a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, Captain Amazing gets kidnapped by Casanova Frankenstein. The Mystery Men realize that they need more on their team. Like they need to recruit more people, so they recruit. Uh, the invisible boy who can only turn invisible when nobody's looking at him. Um, and while the invisible boy has other contacts, people he can recruit, they run into a, the spleen who's played by Paul Rubens, who his power is essentially just farting. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they were recruiting, they uh, recruit one more member called uh, the bowler played by Janine Garofalo. And the whole team goes up uh, and they meet one more character called the Sphinx and they go team up to go save. Mm-hmm. So basically Captain the Amer- bowler uh, Captain just, America. Captain Amazing. The bowler just has a uh, a bowling ball that has the spirit of her father in it. It's her father's head in the ball. Right. Yeah. But then isn't that the whole thing? Is that it's supposed to be like Yeah, it's in just, it? yeah, and she talks to the ball a lot. Right. And apparently one of the facts that I found out is that the director just wanted her to talk to the ball ball, like to do something and see what they can keep. But it was so good they mm-hmm. kept most of it in the movie. That was just her riffing, and they're like, "Oh, we'll just keep it in there." We'll keep the ball. It uh, essentially became a character, mm. even though you'd never hear it. It just does that weird. What are those? Is it a didgeridoo? Yeah, that's yeah, what it sounds so like. Yeah. It's like a weird yeah. didgeridoo noise. Yeah. And um, Claire Filoni plays. Uh, I'm just totally butchered her name. Plays uh, Monica, who's she? I when I first watched Mystery Men, I didn't realize like how big her part was going to be. I just thought she was just a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. And apparently she had a bigger part in the original script too. I, I don't know how big, but she actually fought with the mystery men, I think at the end of the movie. Um, but uh, where was I going with her? Um, yeah. When they first introduced her, I, was, I thought she was a throwaway character and she winds up becoming a love interest of Mr. Furious. And when he falls in love with her, he starts to doubt his powers. So Ben Stiller, his character, all he does is get angry. Mm-hmm. That's all he does mm-hmm. and shouts a lot. Um, William H. Macy, the shoveler, he's just really good at shoveling. We should bring the He basically just uses the shovel. Shovel and he just hits people with it. And he is he is good with it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, and the we should say the bowler's powers, like her like the ball can float. Like Oh yeah. She yeah, That's right. it, it moves around and stuff. Like she throws the ball and it can like turn corners in the air and Yes. Yeah. And then the blue Raja uh just uses forks. Forks. For as weapons, he's really good with forks. Yeah. So. I'm not stabby man. I'm not knifey boy. I'm the blue Raja. <laughs> um, that's so, so that's pretty much the plot of Mystery Men. If you haven't seen this movie, well, most of the plot because I don't want to give give too much away. Go watch it. It really is a good film. When Jess and I were talking about it a couple weeks ago, we we're like, "Why isn't this movie huge?" I found out why, by the way. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it's i think it's a i don't want to say a little it's a shame it didn't do well yeah yeah but i agree with you in that i think it would do i think it was because of the time yeah it would be better it would do better now it, it was just a weird period like 
99 right mm-hmm. like i don't know i feel like if that would have come out in maybe 92 around wayne's world oh you that think could... earlier no no it's just that little moment i think if it would have come out in, like around the time like snl movies were coming out like wayne's world and stuff it could have been but don't you think now it would be oh now for sure it I would work because all the of super... all of the superhero movies so for... then it would just be making fun of superheroes essentially yeah i think i think it would do really well now um i I would still want the same cast. I don't know if they right. would do it, but it's weird. Well, and that's the thing is that it's such a quintessential 90s comedy cast. Yeah. <sighs> I can't wait to dive into some of these facts. Should, um, we should probably have you talk about the sure. Mystery Men and where they came from. Yeah, so the movie is loosely based on a comic called The Flaming Carrot, um, which the cartoonist has described as being the first surrealist superhero, which... Made me wonder if maybe it was a little bit of an inspiration for Deadpool. Because it, like, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall and he's very aware of the fact that he's a comic. Mm -hmm. And so with the flaming carrot being aware that he's, that it, that he's a superhero, but it's ridiculous. Uh Right? Yeah. But I didn't find anything about it. So maybe not. Well, I know Deadpool... I wonder, you might be, well, That that's a good theory. I know Deadpool, as far as the character, is a spoof off of... Um, Spider-Man, like, right? No, it's, it's, he's a spoof off of a DC character called, like, his character's called Wade Wilson. Oh. There's a, there's a character in, uh, in Batman, like the Batman comics, called, uh, what's his name? Deathstroke. Instead of Deadpool, oh. Deathstroke. And his name is Slade Wilson. Oh, okay. So... Okay. I shouldn't know these things. Um, <clears throat> so the Flaming Carrot character created the group Mystery Men, consisting of our friends from the movie as well as... There were so many people involved in this group, by the way. There were, like... It was just such a long list. But two of my favorite ones <laughs> were the Hummer, who uses a Hummer device... To create vibrations that disabled people. They were so strong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as well as uh, Jumo the Magnificent, who was invulnerable to everything except wicker furniture and leafy vegetables. <laughs> so oh, that's um, great. that was great. We, uh, we talked about this before we started recording, but um, do you, did you hear how Invisible Boy was created for the movie? Um. Wasn't it just like some suggestion one of the producers had or so, the writer? So, um, he was, so he wasn't in the comic book, but the ca- cartoonist, um, made a joke at a party, was drunk and made a joke about yeah. like, wouldn't that be funny if you had a superhero that could only be invisible when no one was looking? And then during like a meeting for the movie someone was like hey didn't you have an idea for another character and he had completely forgotten about even talking about it because he was drunk at the time i i okay i heard about the drunk part i just didn't know like who that who was, was. Yeah. yeah um so yeah so they created they like i said loosely based so they lost characters and then also had to create new characters to make things work but with that captain amazing then was created in place of the flaming carrot because the filmmakers decided that was too weird of a character to put in the movie. So. I would have loved to see the flaming carrot, though. 
don't know. I mean, doesn't he just beat people up and put baby carrots in their nose and ears? Like, <laughs> that's funny. It was, yeah. I don't know. I think that you have enough. I mean, it wouldn't have gone poorly because you have quirky characters already. But it's kind of like, would it have been like too cartoonish then? I, I guess, a... or if they, you could have had him in the sequel as like a hero coming. I'd have been like the Mystery Men Two: Rise of the Flaming Carrot. That's what. <laughs> I would have written. Okay. okay, you ready for some of these facts yes, about the I'm movie? I'm so excited. Most of these uh, got off of IMDb trivia. Trivia. But I tried to find one one article I did find on the AV Club to back it up, and the other thing I couldn't find. But I'm just going to kind of jump around randomly. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so the director, uh, Kinka Usher, I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Usher, Usher. You, you, did you read about him? He's, he started out as just a, like, a commercial director. Like, yeah. So he uh-huh. did commercials for, like, Doritos, Nissan, he's the Got Milk guy, Taco Bell, Nike. Like, he made, like, really expensive commercials and he was up and coming. So Mystery Men was his first movie and last movie. And I'll, I'm sure we'll hit that with the, some of our facts here. Oh, one thing I did want to dive into um, real quick is that some of the critics were really harsh to this movie. One critic who I had to single out because I thought this was so stupid. Whoa. is what he said. Uh, Steve Murray of Cox News Services gave it a nev- negative review. I got this off of Wikipedia saying, Mystery, Mystery Men is like a hap- uh, is Sorry. I cannot talk today. Let me try this one more time. You got this. <laughs> it's like it's hapless heroes. It's a wannabe that it's uh, really, really bad. It has an anti-gun stance. Most superhero movies do have an anti-gun stance. Like, he just went off on it, and it's like, okay, I think you were reading a little too much into Mystery Man. Because Dr. Heller makes non-lethal weapons. Um, and but- so that's the anti-gun stance, I guess. Okay. But that's funny. It's still, it's hilarious. I feel like they're, superheroes don't use guns. That's the whole point is that they have, that's why they're superheroes. Yeah, like Batman's very, well, besides the Michael Keaton films, Batman is very anti-gun. He doesn't even kill them. Yeah. That's what Batman is known for, for, not killing. So I don't know this anti-gun thing. I will say that Mystery Men, and this was one of the facts that I found out, seems like if you're a movie buff, um, the early Batman movies, like the first four in the 90s, you have the Tim Burton movies, which were two, and then you have the Schumacher movies were the other two, and there's definitely a change with those movies. Um, Mystery Men fit, seems like it could fit in the Schumacher universe, mm-hmm. the way everything's lit up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. neon lights. The reason it kind of looks like that way, too, is because a lot of the sets came from Batman Forever. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. So I, now I want to think of Mystery Men as something that does take place in... Gotham City. Gotham City, or it's just right next to Gotham City. Ooh. Um, Michael Bay and uh, CeeLo were actually in the movie. Michael Bay plays one of the, uh, what is it, the frat boys. He's the dude who says, bro, can we, dude, can we bring the brewskis? Yeah, yeah, you can bring the brewskis. That's uh, Michael Bay. And CeeLo plays one of the gang members. For oh, one, one of the, like, the good... disco boys? No, one of the or... the rap gang. That's the oh. CeeLo's in that gang. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Tom Waits, who this is the third time I mentioned him. Um, do you ever notice him acting weird when he's, like, talking about the psychofraculator and he's, like, mm-hmm. looking at his hands? He was reading his lines off of his hands. So 
I think Paul Rubens or somebody told him to do that. So mm-hmm. he was just reading his lines. So that's why it looks so weird. Uh-huh. Um, let's see here. But okay. apparently I read also that Tom Waits actually um, does build things or did. I don't know if he's still alive, but did did build things. I think, yeah, he's still alive. OK, um, he would he would make instruments out of like trash and stuff. Yeah. So that was kind of. I have a few of his songs. I actually like Tom Waits. In okay, fact, what does he sing, though? That's. Oh, well, I don't Name have three all of his stuff. songs, Manny. <laughs> no, kidding. I can sing one song, but it's not a hit. He has a song called, it might have been a hit. It's called Broken Bicycles. Have you ever seen Robots with uh, Robin Williams? No. I'll play some of his stuff. In fact, there's an interview with him from the 80s or 70s um, that people think that's where Heath Ledger got the inspiration for the Joker from. Oh. Yeah, the way he talks and how oh. he's acting. Yeah. Um, you watch it and you're like, mm, that could be it. Um, okay, here's... Like the part where he goes, let's put a smile on that face? Yeah, and he goes to the interviewer and just scribbles uh-huh. all over his uh-huh. face. Very oh, awkward. I can see that. Yeah. And he start, He busts into a cringe rap, and that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's some of the things I found out about Mystery Man, was that, um, according to Hank Azaria, the cast constantly argued with each other about the comedic tone. I could see that, though. Like, they were all at the top of their games. Yeah. Uh, and I tried to find this interview, but I couldn't find it. Uh, so this was from IMDb. According to Ben Stiller in an interview with David Lennerman, he and Greg Kinnear uh, got into a heated argument on the set. Afterwards, Stiller tried to be released from the film. Like, he didn't want to do it anymore. It was that bad. So I'm wondering if it has to do... You know that scene where they're releasing Captain Amazing? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking... I read this today, but as I was watching the film last night, I'm like, I wonder if there was tension there because he keeps on calling Ben Stiller little in the scene where he's like hey my little friend or listen you little freak like it's i wonder if they wrote that they couldn't have written that so you don't think it was acting because a lot of this stuff was improv a lot of the movie was improv and i think that's why it's so good too i think it's the ghostbusters of superhero films just not as successful um so sad so here's another thing to go along with that a 2011 interview from the av club i had to go back and read the article but it is true um, the dir- director declared that he's going back to commercials when he is done. He's had enough of it. He'd rather do his one little cool minute shorts than make a than t- than to deal with all the nonsense that was going on during production. Like he was like, I'm done. That makes sense. I mean, that's unfortunate. But if that was your first movie experience and all the stars are fighting about everything and it, yeah. And it doesn't seem like that. Like. It seems I don't I, I guess it's it's acting, but it doesn't seem like there was tension when you're watching the mm-hmm. film. Maybe for a couple of cast members because I know Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller used to date, and, and they they were friends. They were actually friends. And, um, I know it seems like Ben Stiller was friends with Hank Azaria too. So were they fighting with William H Macy? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Um, Casanova Frankenstein, the finger his little metal fingernail that's actually that was claire's idea mm-hmm. she suggested oh, claire, you're on a first name basis now yeah um okay i'm not gonna lie we're dating <laughs> don't tell my girlfriend uh what else did i find about mystery men uh oh um dan cook is in the movie mm-hmm. as the waffle man um what's his name too uh pencil pencil head that's doug jones He's really famous. Doug Jones is, uh, he works with Guillermo del Toro a lot. He does, he was the mermaid in 
the shape of oh. water he's in pan's labyrinth like he does a lot of the creature effects whoa yeah that's doug jones um that was interesting i didn't know that i've seen the movie a bunch of times and i know who doug jones is and i was like oh wait a minute that is him didn't realize that until two days ago i've watched the movie three times since we've suggested this i tried to get my girlfriend into it no really like she's like oh <laughs> and she'll just be on amazon what? like i hope you're shopping for a mystery man costume there oh uh that's a great idea for this halloween i think i could pull off mr furious we should probably discuss that more yeah okay i'm down if you're oh down oh my gosh so excited people um, are like who are you guys and that's gonna be the whole party we can't even drink we're just explaining our costumes and we're like oh great costume no we would be like if you know you know and that's yeah. all we would do because and then a star would shoot over her head oh that's the more you know never mind people who don't know about the mystery men i don't want to know those people <laughs> there's a lot of people you don't want to know, know just but seriously um janine garofalo turned down the film um but changed her mind when she heard william h macy and jeffrey rush were doing it Ugh, wouldn't you though you know who was almost the shoveler danny devito danny devito and he, he almost directed the film too yes i think danny devito i like william h macy i think he could have done the shoveler I... he'd have been like <laughs> although william h... it would have been hilarious seeing danny devito with the shovel <laughs> I was going to say, William H. Macy doesn't seem like he's that large of a man either, though. Yeah. But uh, definitely larger than Danny DeVito, but still. He's really old. William H. Macy? I think he's 79. Yeah, he's been around for a really long time. I didn't realize how old he was. I was like, geez, Louise. Um, the joke where Monica asks Mr. Furious what's his name, like what what's his name, and he says Dark or Phoenix Dark, that's a yeah. reference to X-Men, the Dark Phoenix saga. Oh. Uh, um let's see what else did i find talked about the metal nail um ben stiller was considered uh for directing the film but turned it down when he found out how big it was going to be oh i think he could have pulled that off today though or even for now yes. like even when you watch tropic thunder i think did he direct yeah he directed tropic thunder um let's see here i found a couple other cool facts oh the creator of Mystery Men believes Universal chose Casanova Frankenstein as the film's antag- antagonist simply because of his name. Like they didn't that's read the, it. Yeah, that's the best name. <laughs> um, that was some of the thing. Oh, apparently the director has a cameo in the film. I don't know where though. I th- I think he's a guy that there's a he plays somebody named Mo. I don't know who Mo hmm. is in the film. And oh, oh, the scene. This is a spoiler show, but I'm, I guess I should say it. It's almost 20 years old. Okay, well, I'm going to say. So the scene where Janine, uh, the, where the bowler once goes to check on Captain Amazing's pulse and his hand breaks and falls, uh, they didn't tell her that was going to happen just to get her reaction. So she was checking it and the hand broke and that's a re- genuine like, oh my gosh. So I think that I, granted I'm not an actor, but... There are so many instances where that's a thing where they don't tell you, the actor what's going to happen. Well, what's his name? Um, Alan Rickman for Die Hard. You know that part where he falls at the end? Okay, you've seen Die Hard, right? Yeah. Okay. When Hans Gruber falls <laughs> to his death. Okay, yes. That look on his face of sheer terror. Yes. He was supposed to get, it was supposed to go one, two, three, uh-huh. and the cord was going right. to release, but and they released him on two. was really angry, right? Yeah. He, yeah. But that's such a good reaction. 
<laughs> but I think I would have a hard time continuing on. On I would just be like, oh, it should we cut? Like, what do we? Oh no! Oh, sorry, that was oh oh. I would I would, I would ruin by like I would have farted in that take. <laughs> like that's all you get. You didn't give me the proper countdown. I was that's nervous. me crapping myself. Yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> sorry. And then just, they're like, we had to boost CGI back. Then we had to delete all the crap just falling. <laughs> Yeah, what? Onto the, onto the blue screen. Because that would have been me. I would have crapped myself. Because you got to prepare for it. Imagine if they're like, okay, one, two. Ah. <laughs> uh, maybe I shared too much. Uh, I think I talked about like poo way too much before we started the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we were talking mm-hmm. about farting noises. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's it. Just the interesting stuff that I came across. The thing that really bugged me, though, was... Uh, the whole feud stuff, like, it just doesn't come off that way. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie. How, how are you going to tell? But it well, seems like everybody works well together, like, but arguing over the comedic tone. I think that's the director's fault, honestly. Like, the director, I know it's his first movie, but mm-hmm. I'd been like, shut the hell up. This is what we're doing. <coughs> <laughs> what a horrible <coughs> moment that just happened. Yeah. I'm yawning. I'm coughing. <sighs> Ugh. But um, it's a shame that I think the director of the movie has, I mean, he went on to direct other commercials, but I think Mystery Men is very well made, too, as far as the look of it. Yeah. A lot of close-up shots, I noticed. Like, the camera's right there. Do you ever notice oh. that when the characters are talking, the camera's, like, right on their face? I need to watch it again. I own it. It's so good. I do, too, actually. So... Blu-ray or DVD? <laughs> I think just DVD. Me, too. Oh. Yeah, seriously. Is it on Blu-ray? I think so. Huh. We should get a copy of Blu-ray to see if we're like, oh, we never noticed that's actually the like a, the color red they were using there. <laughs> it's so clear. I thought it was like a maroon, but it's red. Yeah. Do we, re- do we remember when, do you remember those commercials for, maybe it was for the, for DVDs coming out and it was such an intense, like you'll see it like you've never seen it before and all that stuff. Okay. So here's a little gripe. I was watching an old DVD of mine the other day and it had an advertisement for Blu-ray and it's like, check out the picture, but it's the same quality, you know, picture rate as the DVD. Like you can't tell the difference if you're advertising Blu-ray on a DVD. Mm -hmm. So that bothered me. Whoever does. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's why like, you can't. How are you going to tell the difference? Still using your DVD, to, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. But watching Mystery Men was great because it had an old DVDs back in the day would have like old teasers for their movie, like not even previews, just clips from old movies before the movie would start. <laughs> so Universal had like a little clip for the Mummy and other Universal <sighs> movies, and I missed. You know what? I miss the early 2000s. Let's go back to DVD. Let's get rid of Netflix. Let's do it. I heard YouTube's the future. YouTube? Yeah, I was listening to Joe Rogan. and you have this skeptical. Well, check this out. This guy had a really good point. <clears throat> like, we don't... We watch... We stream everything now, right? Or Correct. Most of us do. But think about it. Um, when it comes to Netflix, right? They're pay- paying, like, hundreds and millions of dollars to produce content that Mm -hmm. no one's really watching and yet you know you have people on youtube who's putting out content for free nobody's really paying them they're hoping to get paid 
and we're just watching, listening to YouTube just to fill in the time when we're at work or listening to something. So you have a place that has free content. You know, you're not really, you don't have to, well, YouTube Red, really, but, right. you know, and Netflix is spending all this money and, like, Amazon, too. Well, like, who watches all the shows on Amazon? I don't. Right, but I think that, I mean, think about all of the movies that are created that you don't see also, in general, that, from, like, large, like, Universal. Like Mystery Men. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's just... Amazon and Netflix are trying to be their own production companies, but I don't think that's any different from another movie. That's they're a hundred. I heard they're like a hundred million in the hole. Oof. Yeah. Or more than that, but they're, they owe a lot of money. But because it's free, people can't create the same type of content on YouTube that you can, that a Netflix production could be. Eventually they would have to start charging. Yeah. That is, that's why YouTube Red is there. Yes. And I don't think it's as much as Netflix. I'm not knocking. I have Netflix. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Amazon. I'm just saying I don't see I don't see YouTube ever replacing. I think like it can be used as a medium one way where Netflix would still have to be used another way or just production companies in general. I'm waiting for Okay, so we have Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, right? I'd say those are the three top for streaming services. Um I'm waiting for something else. Like we had MySpace and Facebook. I'm I'm waiting for something to come out and rival YouTube. It's got to be out there again. Well, right. Vimeo is getting a lot bigger. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Where have I been? So I mean, I think that would be the next comparable thing. But I think that as far as technology goes, we've gotten to the point where we're not necessarily recreating anything. We're just making more of the same product like movies it's the same thing over and over again or streaming companies like i don't know yeah pretty soon we're gonna be on all of them jess sure quarter for the payphone watch out we're we're gonna get so big that for every listener no i shouldn't say i was gonna we'll give you a quarter (laughs) nope (sighs) i take that back that's not true well that wraps up this episode of uh of just for, I almost said the mystery mummy, the mystery, mystery men movie, mystery mummy. That could be the crossover. Ooh. <gasps> you saw Brendan Fraser's doing that new TV show. Oh, called tell the, me more. The Doom Patrol. You're not going to like it. It's a DC thing. It's the Doom Patrol and he plays a robot man where he's a NASCAR driver whose brain gets put into a robot. Okay. Yeah. The Doom Patrol. And it has a uh, Timothy Dalton in it. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's a new TV show. But I thought you might watch it, but you really don't see him that much. You just hear his voice. Well, that makes... Okay. Um, I do need to share something with you that I forgot. Okay. Um, Speaking of YouTube, have you heard of Hiking with Kevin? No. Kevin Nealon has a YouTube channel where he hikes with celebrities or... Like, he talked to the woman that swam the cu- swam to Cuba. Okay. People of importance, I guess. I don't know. Kind of like the Joe Rogan show? Sure. Okay. Yes. And he just, like, hikes with them. And, and it's amazing. But is it a camera crew, or are they just on there, like, no, selfie sticks? No, he has, sticks? like, a, a selfie stick. Oh, that's so cool. It's so good. And, like, Jimmy Kimmel's on there. Um, to, uh, Hold on. Matthew Modine is on there. Oh, Matthew Modine. Yeah. 
Cheryl Hines. He talks to a lot of different people. It's very interesting. All right, I'll check it out. I need something to listen to while I'm doing the dishes. It's great. <laughs> no, I, I, I love Kevin Nealand. Yeah, He's awesome. me too. I, this is weird, but I've always had a, like a really big crush on him. Which is strange because he's a much older, not that good looking man. But mm-hmm. I think I just think that he's really funny. No, he's he's great. I love him in it's it's not his only part, but Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Like, his little part is mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh, and Ben Stiller was in that too. Mm-hmm. Hey Mr. Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We're gonna wrap up today's episode. I wanna thank all of our listeners. Jess and I feel like this is like one of the best things we do weekly <laughs> for us for us i don't know about you guys but we love in doing our personal this. lives yeah we were just talking about like, we really love doing this and it's <laughs> the truth um thank you everyone for listening uh next week's episode is gonna be about cringe rap <laughs> not really i don't know yet all right goodbye everyone bye that was jess